You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Mission Matters Live, a program focused on promoting a spirit of mission among the people of God in the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Megan Mio. I'm director of the Global Mission Office. Our engineers this morning are Mike and Brian. You are listening to WNDZ 750 AM, and this month we broadcast on the third Thursday of the month from 8.30 to 9 AM. This month I have with me Deacon Don Grossnickel and Deacon Jerry Brennan. Both Deacon missionaries are from Our Lady of the Wayside Parish in Arlington Heights. And I've invited them here to talk with us about MAAPF, the MAP Foundation, which stands for Microfinance Alliance Africa Projects Foundation. This U.S.-based charity strives to lower maternal and infant mortality rates in Uganda and to connect women and children to life-saving health care, education, and opportunities to thrive. MAP does this in a very unique and sustainable way using microfinance, which leads to overall community development. Deacon Don is the founder and president, while Deacon Jerry is a member of the board. So welcome, and thank you very much for joining us today. Hi, thank you, Megan. Good morning, Chicago. Thanks, Megan. <laughs> Good morning, Chicago. Thank you. Um, wonderful to have you both here with us. I mentioned at the top of the show that this organization, Microfinance Alliance Africa Projects Foundation, MAP, seeks to improve the health and health care for women and children in Uganda. So um, let's hear about how does MAAPF does do this, and what is the approach? I mentioned microfinance, but maybe you can tell us some more. Don? Thank you, Megan. Yes, uh, for our listeners, we want you to know that uh, in Uganda, East Africa, uh, life is uh, challenging uh, for all the people, particularly challenging for mothers and, and babies. Uh, right now, we are assisting or kind of rescuing financially uh, Catholic clinics for the most part, uh, and we're very, very proud to say that at the moment we are in uh, 11 uh, clinics, uh, mostly associated with parishes. And uh, what this means is that because of our work, uh, we have about uh, 7,000 mothers and babies that would receive uh, medical care, urgent medical care, uh, because of the donors that, that help us with our microfinancing. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll be telling you throughout the program today basically how this works, mm -hmm. but essentially we're called by bishops and priests uh, and clinical workers mm -hmm. to come to a community and set up a business. And um, from that, uh, the profits are, are then uh, given over uh, to mothers and babies uh, so that they can pay their medical bills because otherwise they would be uh, unable to pay. And if you're unable to pay, uh, sometimes the doors of the clinics 
uh, are closed to you yeah. and you, you have to go on your way. So we're, mm. we're very happy we've got some good things going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's where the microfinance comes in, right? You, you said you start up businesses where their, um, their profits go toward the clinic to pay for the medicines, to pay for the, the care, ultimately, that people wouldn't be able to pay for themselves, right? Yes, that's correct. And uh, I think the unique part of our model is that uh, rather than just giving uh, mothers and babies uh, uh, financial one-time gifts, yeah. uh, we set up this microfinance business. Uh, and uh, Jerry's going to tell you a little bit about how, how that works. Yeah. But uh, basically through uh, chickens or pigs or through a crop, um, the local parish uh, begins a business. Mm-hmm. The profits come in. Uh, and then uh, uh, they're uh, basically able to um, uh, allocate the funds uh, to take care of the mothers and babies. Awesome. Okay. Deacon Jerry, tell us some more. Sure. So uh, just using one of the examples Don gave, uh, uh, they choose what agribusiness typically that they would uh, think makes sense in that that area. It might be a, a dairy herd. It might be chickens. It might be uh, a piggery. But let's say it's chickens. Mm-hmm. So they would, <clears throat> with the five thousand dollar grant we give them, the forgivable loan, they would upgrade some shed so that it would be an appropriate chicken coop, and then they would buy several hundred pit chickens. They would. Uh, allocate money for veterinary medicines for the chickens and they would um, buy uh, feed for the chickens. <laughs> then when either eggs are sold or chickens are, as broilers are sold, as Don was saying, uh, a significant portion of that profit would go to, to buy uh, medicines, uh, often uh, malaria, anti-malaria medicines for mothers and infants. Yeah, and it sounds like uh, from our conversations, I know anti-malaria is big. It saves lives. It, it can really change the life of a whole family um, to have that's something very simple in some ways and very preventable, that kind of medicine or that kind of preventative care. Is that right? Yes, it is. And uh, a standard course of treatment. Don? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, what we want the viewers uh, and the listeners to know about here is that we have a model that establishes a relationship between uh, us in Chicago here as volunteers. We have a 10-member board uh, that uh, develops a a connection uh, through a pastor or a bishop uh, in Uganda, Mm -hmm. and uh, our relationship then is to support them. Uh, Each of the parishes uh, basically have uh, a kind of uh, clinic uh, some of them are large, some of them are small, uh, and uh, the healthcare workers there very often are, are uh, religious, um, and uh, they they require to be paid. The, the medicine has to be paid, and uh, our goal uh, here in the United States is to uh, gather some funds uh, to support uh, the work that goes on in those clinics because those healthcare workers have a terrible job, uh, which means that they have to send some people away. Yeah. Uh, about uh, 70% of the people who come uh, to the clinic uh, requiring urgent care for malaria 
or uh, other problems uh, cannot pay anything. Okay, and this this course is a very very big problem, uh, you know, for for the the parish clinic. So with, without the support, uh, they may be forced to turn them away. And with our help, uh, the thirty percent, by the way, are are paying uh, people people, and that that's the basic bedrock of running a clinic. But as I mentioned, seventy percent can't. So that's a big problem. How are you going to uh, give them medicine? How are you going to give them care? Uh, and that's where we come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that you you talked about that relationship. It's really important because um, people who can't pay or they know they can't pay wait until it's an absolute emergency, right? Um, if they know that that clinic will be able to help them, regardless of their ability to pay or how much they can pay, um, then they might be more likely to go when it's something small and it's not something uh, life threatening. Um, so certainly, yeah, I can see how this is really about relationship building between the, the parish, the religious community there, as well as the, the clinic and all those patients, those potential patients. Um, so then uh, can you give us a, an example of how this has worked, worked out well? Um, tell us about uh, one particular case and who the beneficiary, beneficiaries were in that case. Jerry? So you want me to talk about that? Yeah, sure. Please. So the first clinic we helped uh, was, I think, the St. Jude's, right, Don? And uh, they established. Don mentioned a couple times that 70% of the patients can't pay, but St. Jude's had been trying to take care of their indigent patients as well. Mm -hmm. And consequently, the clinic was almost bankrupt when uh, we first helped them to set up a dairy herd. Mm. almost bankrupt and they were only able from a uh, regulatory standpoint in Uganda to deal with very 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 basic simple medical procedures over the course of the years since we first helped them uh, a they have become financially sound where mm. the last time they needed to do an expansion in the clinic they were able to actually get a commercial loan for the expansion, we had given them subsequent uh, grants uh, because they've been so successful anyway. Mm. They are now a class four uh, clinic from a regulatory standpoint, and they can actually perform some surgical procedures uh, at that facility rather than just dispense some prescription drugs. So um, they're an outstanding example. They're able to help uh, all of the people that come to them, whether they're indigent or not. Uh, and malaria in a country like Uganda is actually one of the leading causes of uh, infant mortality because uh, because they don't always get the medicines. It, it is a curable disease. Uh, I think a course of uh, medication for a, a particular individual would typically be under $30.00. So it's it's really sad to think that uh, thirty dollars worth of medicine could cure somebody, and yet they end up dying because they can't afford that medicine, and no one else is there to give it to them. Right, right. I mean, in in this case, this particular clinic in St. Jude, it sounds like then they were also able to provide a much larger, uh, a wide variety of care as well. Um, because of their kind of expansion, because of their success, their ability um, ultimately to be sustainable. 
um, with the the ongoing business supporting uh, their their offerings. And then, as you say, you know, um, expand even further through grants and other other forms of support. Um, Yeah, actually, I was thinking while you were speaking about having to turn people away, we got just a teeny tiny glimpse of that during the COVID pan- uh, pandemic um, here in the U.S. Uh, amazing to think that the U.S. medical system could be overwhelmed, but it was for a period of time, and that th- there were medical professionals who had to make a decision. Who can I treat today, right? And here in Uganda, this is happening all the time in these types of clinics, right? Th- that horrible decision having to be made, um, who can I save today? Um, and so, yeah, and in, in many cases, uh, these uh, the types of issues that people are facing are something that is treatable. If only um, we have the um, the funds to be able to provide that medicine and that care. Well, I think it is about time for our break. So uh, we'll be back in just a moment to continue our discussion about microfinance and community community development in Uganda. But stay tuned. We'll be right back. September 18, Catholic Charities is hosting a reunion for anyone who was involved in St. Vincent's Orphanage, the life-affirming agency that helped establish thousands of families at 721 North LaSalle Street in Chicago over 91 years. Tours of the building begin at 10 o'clock in the morning. Mass will be celebrated at noon with a reception to follow. Adoptees, adoptive parents, staff members, volunteers, and friends of St. Vincent's are all welcome to attend. These annual reunions offer adopted persons a chance to see where their lives began, where they were baptized, and to meet some of the people who cared for them. Everyone found love and support when they came to St. Vincent's. This event is free, but registration is required. Call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. Forty-four for me teaching. When I started here, there were teachers here that had taught me when I was a student. Now I'm the old person. <laughs> right now, I teach junior high math. I love when kids find what I'm teaching to be fun, and they get it. I see that light bulb go off, and it's a thrill. People are always amazed. What? What? You're here for 44 years? It's hard for me to believe, frankly. <laughs> I love what I do. Every summer I think, oh, I miss the classroom. Even on the weekends, I think I can't wait to get back on Monday and teach those quadratic equations. (laughs) Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. 
Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. Catholic Charities St. Martin de Porres Society offers meaningful conversation with compelling speakers to discuss the needs of our region, nation, and world, and the power of faith in meeting those needs. On Wednesday, September 28th at 6.30 p.m., Sally Blount and Father James Martin will participate in a special online event, Putting Faith into Action, Becoming Builders of a Better World. To register for this free event, visit athenaeumcenter.org slash events. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-E-U-M-Center.org. You can also email us at partners at catholiccharities.net for more information. Join us as we learn more about the charitable works of the Church and inspire each other to live our faith in new ways. Welcome back to Mission Matters Live. I am Megan Mio, Director of the Global Mission Office, and I'm here with Deacon Don Grosnickel and Deacon Jerry Brennan of Our Lady of the Wayside Parish in Arlington Heights. They are representatives of Microfinance Alliance Africa Projects Foundation, a U.S.-based charity that seeks to improve the health and health care of women and children in Uganda. Before the break, we were learning more about how the MAP Foundation engages local faith communities, parishes, religious congregations to take up micro-businesses that will fund clinics that provide health care to vulnerable and poor women and children and the whole community. Um, But I want to mention now here at the halfway point um, that actually Deacon Don Grossnickel joined us before on Mission Matters Live. It was actually in March 2020, right before everything changed with the, the pandemic. He was a guest on our show and uh, shared with, a, uh, with another colleague, and he shared some of the early work uh, of the MAP Foundation. Um, but a lot has developed since that time. That's, that's two and a half years ago now. Um, so uh, you've been hard at work um, uh, in protecting and, and working with the communities in Uganda. So I'd like to ask Deacon Don now um, if you can share with us what, what kinds of developments, what's been taking place in these last two years? I would have to say growth and progress. Uh, and Deacon Jerry and I are just one of 10 uh, board members, volunteers. Uh, so there's lots of people working. Uh, we, we started basically with myself, and then we had uh, three board members, and now we have 10 uh, okay. because it takes, it takes a lot uh, to, um, to help people uh, understand what we're doing and ask them to, to join us. Mm-hmm. So in 2013, I went to Uganda, East Africa for the first time. It's a it's a big, big country, uh, 45 uh, million people, uh, mostly rural, uh, and the situation is very different. So people don't have insurance. Uh, the government tries its best uh, to try uh, uh, support for, for the people, uh, but they can't. Yeah. And um, the, the Catholic uh, population is about 60% or so. Uh, many of the parishes have uh, areas uh, that they they draw from uh, 20 or 30 miles. Uh, most everybody walks in Uganda, or if they're 
very, very lucky they can uh, sit on the back of a motor scooter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are going to get to a clinic, you have to walk uh, or take a, a boda boda. It's called a motor scooter. Mm -hmm. uh, so yes, we, we have uh, been increasing from one clinic, as, as Deacon Jerry mentioned, uh, in 2013, uh, St. Jude, uh, we now are, are moving toward 11. Uh, in uh, two, uh, 2023, we hope to uh, have our total of 18 clinics. These are relationships with pastors and communities. Uh, the uh, microfinancing uh, experience is growing. Um, uh, we, we went through the pandemic. The people of Uganda went through lockdowns, terrible lockdowns, mm -hmm. because if you are going to eat in Uganda, uh, you have to dig. You have to dig and grow. Uh, and if you can dig and grow and you have nobody to sell it to, it was a terrible crisis. Uh, so um, we, we are basically rescuing uh, clinics uh, that are rescuing mothers and children uh, that, that, that basically can't afford to pay. So um, our, our influence uh, and acceptance in Uganda is, is growing. Um, we can tell you a little bit more, but I think that's... Uh, I, I just came back in April. It's, it's just uh, seems like yesterday for my fourth uh, time uh, going to Uganda to visit uh, our clinics that uh, we have in operation and also uh, to visit a long, long list of those that want us to come. Yeah. And right. as uh, Deacon Jerry mentioned, all it would take would be $5,000 to uh, to organize a microfinance business. Mm -hmm. And that's the way it works. Yeah. If we, through donations of generous uh, people, uh, can come up with uh, $5,000, we will then uh, start a microfinance business. I'm very happy to mention, by the way, the deacons of the archdiocese donated $2,500 uh, just last week uh, to support us. Oh, and that's yes. half half a clinic. Yeah. Uh, so with just $2,500 more, uh, can, can you imagine? Um, Deacon Jerry will probably tell you, uh, we can uh, make about $500 a, a week, ideally, uh, and that's a, a $2 visit that will uh, take care of the um, uh, just getting in the medicine, but uh, that's the basic picture. So yeah. we're growing and progressing. Yeah, just $5,000 touches a lot of lives. It can change a lot of lives, both at the parish and then at the clinics as well. Yeah. Jerry, can you tell us some more? Yeah. So um, in economics, they have a term that's called the velocity of money. And one of the things that I find fascinating about uh, our approach to microfinance is there's a, a velocity to love and a velocity to, to charitable giving. So when we put the $5,000 in the clinic, we actually have people on the ground in Uganda that go and evaluate whether they're capable of doing the investments and so forth that they're projecting. Uh, we have the board evaluate and we have one of the benefits of having 10 different people on the board is we have 10 different people that have backgrounds as actuaries or business people to people that are good at marketing or education. So anyway, we evaluate these programs from uh, a variety of uh, areas, and we end up making recommendations as to whether we can afford to, and whether they can actually accomplish what they plan to with the amount of money we'll, we'll put in the $5,000. Mm -hmm. But it, it's like the old uh, cliche, it's one thing to give a person a fish, and it's another thing that, to teach them the fish. And what we're really doing with these projects 
is mentoring people and how to develop a successful business. So that not only helps the mothers and the infants that are suffering, that are actually helps the whole community to uh, have a, a successful business in the community. They can hire people and uh, develop uh, other skills in the community. Oh yeah, yeah. This is a gift that keeps on giving for sure. Um, the experience right. and the, as you say, offering of training. This is people are coming together. They're seeing how a, a community can really serve one another um, in in both the, the religious context and then in the healthcare. Um, that's that's very impressive. Correct. Yeah, and, and Don mentioned your goals um, for this year and next year. Um, it sounds like um, you know the the key here is the funding, right? That that gives you the door, opens the door um, to you for you then to be able to respond to all those requests. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of different regions um, that are saying, "Can you work with us? Can you work with us?" So um, so tell us a little bit more about how the funding works, and then how our listeners too can um, get can find out more and get involved. Jerry, or so Adon? the the fun the funding works. We're a a five hundred one c three, which means we're a uh, an organization that's recognized by the Internal Revenue Service as tax exempt. So donations uh, are tax deductible. Okay. And uh, one way to donate would be to go to www.maapf. Uh, the F is for foundation, and the rest of the title is M A A pffoundation.org and there's a button on one of the pages you can click and make a donation that way mm-hmm. um, but for instance on September 29th we're having a other at a, a friend's house in uh, Arlington Heights mm-hmm. and people can come to uh, to hear our story and meet with us uh, Don does an amazing job on Facebook and other social media places um, we recently got uh, recognition from a, a, a nationally known deacon who has uh, a blog with a lot of followers, and we received uh, tens of thousands of dollars from one individual, I believe, right, Don, as a uh, wow. through right. that. Sure. So we we try to be active. Yeah. Yeah. Don, can you tell us any more? Well, I, I would say that um, every little bit helps. Uh, we've been growing. Uh, the Lord has been very uh, generous. The people have been very generous. Uh, every small donation, uh, you, you know. Uh, we, we think uh, the donation means uh, so much to us uh, because it's a prayer. Uh, it's a prayer supporting what we're doing. And what we're doing is uh, one person at a time. Uh, it seems big, and we're getting bigger, uh, but the satisfaction that uh, the Catholic uh, Christian community in, in Chicago can can really feel is to be a part of what we're doing. Uh, at the moment, I'm the only one who goes to Africa. I, I'm trying very hard to get more people to come with me uh, to actually see, but our website uh, portrays, uh, you know, as best we can, uh, you know, what it's like. Yeah. I want to tell you just ever so briefly about Alice. Uh, Alice came to the uh, Nyenga Clinic, St. Francis Clinic, uh, around the Kampala, the capital city. She was pregnant. She was turned away from an, another clinic, which happens all the time for people who have no money. 
Right. Uh, she was dying of complicated malaria, and the baby inside of her was also dying. Mm. Uh, and uh, the Nyinga Clinic uh, accepted her. Mm. Uh, and MAAPF uh, funds paid for surgery for her because she needed a, a C-section. Yeah. Not only that, but she needed two months of convalescence mm. uh, and further surgeries, and Alice and her baby would have died. Right. And, and we have, you know, that, that story to inspire many. Thank when you. I was in Uganda uh, just this last time, uh, as Deacon Jerry mentioned, we fully equipped uh, the St. Uh, Jude uh, Surgical Center uh, with donations, $22,000 uh, set up this. And I watched two surgeries, one which, with, which is a C-section and the other was an ovarian tumor that was removed. Hmm. I was there in the, in the surgical center. Wow. And so by the grace of God, I'm, I'm there. MAPF is there. You are all there. The mission office is here. And I wish that we can all feel, uh, you know, that we're called by God to, to have a mission. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's a second calling. Uh, yeah. 34 years as a deacon, I was called to be a deacon, but, but now I'm a missionary. Yeah. Okay? Deacon Don, thank you. everyone who donates is a missionary. That's right. You're absolutely right. I'm sorry to say we're out of time for our radio program, but if you go online, go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago and look for our extended interview. There's so much more to talk about, especially with MAAP Foundation. Go to their website, maapfoundation.org to learn more and consider giving or go on uh, and listen to our extended interview. Thank you for joining us, Deacon Don and Deacon Jerry. It's great. It's a great example of uh, our, our network, our connections, our prayer and support for our brothers and sisters in Uganda and around the world. Thank you very much for listening. And remember, always be on mission.